It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yeah it is, it is We back, we back Black History Year <laughs> Women's History Year month, you know we out here, man. We just we, day a thousand and twenty, thousand and twenty. Yo, we looking at a damn near year strong. Yeah, it's definitely a year strong. I think this is yeah. the the one year mark. Yeah, it's looking like it. This is the week of the one year. Definitely, you know, it's time to, you know. Well, you know, put out the candles, blow out the candles, but don't blow out the candles because, you know, that wouldn't be safe. But uh, it is definitely Corona birthdays. Yeah. That shit is wild. Shit. What, what, was the, what the fuck was you doing last year this time, right before it, it popped off? I was on stage talking shit about Corona. <laughs> I swear I was. I definitely was talking shit about the people in Italy. <laughs> How their lungs was on some bullshit and all of this other shit that I, you know, fortunately have lived to regret. Right. But uh, it was ignorant nonetheless. No doubt. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I you know how you get the one year things from like Facebook and Instagram and shit like that? And mm-hmm. um, I got the one year thing of when I posted the Zulu ball video. Which was right. like twenty thousand black people in one place, and I was like, "Yo, I never seen no shit like that. It was crazy." And right. you know, here I, I didn't know little, but no, unbeknownst to me, I was at a super spreader event. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At a, a super <laughs> duper spreader, yeah, because New Orleans was heavy at first, right? Oh shit, <laughs> like, yeah, shit. man, look at that. And not to be laughing and shit because there were a lot of members of the Zulu organization that were affected by the uh, virus and a lot of deaths and a lot of, you know, what I'm saying, even the guy that who hired me to come out there is like his, his mom, his dad, and his sister were all sick with the shit. Wow. Like right soon as it, you know what I'm saying, it got popping. So it was like, damn. I felt like, you know what I mean, I was right in the middle of it. Like I was in the midst of it. It felt like, you know what I mean, felt like I was, the corona was in the air that I was breathing and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's been a few times since, like, damn, you know what I mean? Like people I've been around that had it when I was around them, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, mm. yo, like I'm out here dancing between the stars and shit. Yeah. yeah. Ducking droplets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of uh, super spreader events, I was looking at some footage from All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. <laughs> and <laughs> that shit looked like that shit looked like 2019. That didn't look like that did not look like no hint of a pandemic. The footage that I saw. I seen thousands. It wasn't as dense as maybe the Zulu ball, but it was from the windows to the wall, and I really didn't see not near one mask. I don't hey, know man. what the fuck is going on. Hey man, man. oh AG yeah. opened the dome. Mm-hmm. He had ten thousand people in there. Look at that! Yeah, you know I'm saying yeah. Opened also opened Onyx the strip club, and uh, you know I don't know the uh, mm-hmm. the capacity report on that, but I'm sure right. it was crowded. You know, 
So yeah, the spot that I saw was Domain, which is the old opera or the old was it eleven fifty? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, that's the name of the club. But uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. Dang. Cats was shoulder to shoulder. You know, just just you know all. All inhaling one big ass cloud. One like it air. It was wild. <laughs> one air. One air under a groove. You know? <laughs> I don't get it. But, uh, yeah. I man, mean, Atlanta has given up on the shit for real, for real. At least the streets of Atlanta. You know? I feel like the streets of Atlanta are immune. I don't know what the, I don't know what the secret is, but there seems to be somebody with the antidote. There seems to be something in the behavior. They are the herd that they talk about in herd immunity. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you heard? Absolutely. They've been out there. They like, nigga, we've been out here from the jump. Shit. Mm-hmm. We got it. We got it. And it ain't kill us. We still here. It feels real mind over matter down there. Hmm. But uh, you know, <laughs> that's how that's what it feels like. Feel like you know, what you thinking negative for? That's what people are saying. Right. I'm gonna tell you though, it is this this whole thing is is reaching a threshold. I mean, yes, a year in. Um, I was moving my car today, and it was 55. It was nice. Mm-hmm. I ain't got I had no jacket on. I just went out there with a hoodie. And sat in the car all to the side of the street park. I definitely had my mask on. Mm-hmm. But uh, you could feel the restlessness in the air, you know? Uh, I talked to our uh, White House correspondent, Cam. Uh, he told me he had his first <laughs> shot today. He called a White That's House our White House correspondent. correspondent. We got a White House correspondent, boss. Word up. Uh, you know, he got he on shot one. It's uh I feel like it's gonna be a lot of vaccine shaming coming up soon. You know, not even vaccine shaming, but a lot of a lot of pressure. Especially when this when this weather starts to hit. It's one thing to really, you know, duck it, be diligent and play safe when it's cold outside, when it's snow on the ground, but uh you know, when it's a year done passed and it's shiny outside <laughs> and we getting that good weather again, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, yo, you better go ahead and get this shot. <laughs> and I'm still reluctant. I'm not going to lie. I'm super reluctant. Hell Where nah. you at? I'm, I'm reluctant as fuck. <laughs> you know, I've seen, yeah, I've seen plenty of people get it. I have to. I got them on my watch list. I call it my vaccination watch list. It's about about five to six people so far, and I'm keeping an eye on. Right, right, you right. Know, my, yeah, but uh, my mother in law got it. Um, okay, she she got her second shot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, come across a few other people that was getting it. I, I was shooting. Um, man, six nine was on his second shot when we ran into him. So he, six nine. Yeah, that's you know, that's what they call him. Six nine. Who who's they call who who they call six nine? A, a motherfucker who's six nine. <laughs> oh, okay, but you know that's a you know that's like a a weird name to be called right nah, now. I mean, it's you... kind of sullied oh, a nah, little nah, bit. Nah, 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 not six nine the rapper nigga. Nah, nah. Right, he was six you know nine I mean? before that nigga came along. He... But you know, it's certain yeah, certain names become very. Uh, uh, loaded. I remember when I used to do comedy on the hump. I remember some cats came down 
like came down type aggressive mm-hmm. and was like, yo, you do a comedy show with Vlad? And I said, yeah. And they was like, well, Vlad, you do a comedy show. And I'm like, my man, Vladimir Kamayo. Yo, I think they thought it was DJ Vlad. Oh. And I think they wanted to do harm to this man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I was like, to wow. You. <laughs> yeah, well. You fuck with Vlad? I'm, right, right, right. I was like, that's my man's. You know. Oh, word? Uh, right. Wow. I know. Mm-hmm. Out here making people laugh mm. with the ops. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laughing with the ops. Hell but uh, yeah, so 6ix9ine, what you mean? 6ix9ine got the vaccine. Yeah, he got the, the vaccine. other 6ix9ine. The other, the real 6ix9ine. The real 6ix9ine. The real 6ix9ine. That's wow. what he called himself on Instagram. The real 6ix9ine. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he, he was on his second shot when we ran into him. And uh-huh. he said he felt good, you know, man. So, you know, I'm keeping an eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a few people that got the shots, you know. And I'm, you know, so far everybody's been good so far. And you know, I hope the best for everybody. I'm just, you know, I'm paying attention. And you, you know, gonna get it? And I, I don't know, man. I'm like, at this point, I don't think so. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm highly reluctant. You know what I'm saying? Because we've already talked about this, but, you know, I, uh, the history of it all still has me feeling like uh, a high level of scrutiny. Right. And then the messaging and, like, the urgency and the targeting of mm-hmm. it all seems like, seems real extreme. Like, I've never really seen this before. Mm-hmm. So it makes me... It makes my uh, spidey makes me want to put my cons- <laughs> yeah my spidey senses yeah I'm on my scully right you know what I mean I feel the vibes you know I smell right. roaches it's roaches so uh, <laughs> some roaches in here so I'm like I'm kind of a little nervous but then uh, at the same time like I said you know the weather breaking you know I'm hearing that they talking about I think April one or April ten. New York will be able to have uh, up to 100 people up into, you know, at a venue, Mm. which kind of sort of brings back stand-up live. You know, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, not to say there ain't been no prohibition ever stand-up going on for quite some time, (laughs) but there's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but but it'll be fully for real, for real. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously that opens up the opportunity to to not only make people laugh, but to make some paper. Mm-hmm. So then, then that comes the whole situation. Um, you know, but I, I I don't like I don't like the uh I've noticed this and we're gonna talk about there's a lot of shaming going on. Mm-hmm. In a lot of different areas, right? We're going to talk about a lot of it, or a couple of, a couple areas Mm -hmm. in this pod, but I definitely see a lot of uh, reluctant shaming, vaccine reluctant shaming. It's a lot of, well, I mean, do you even know what's in in the food you're eating? You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me nothing. If you, (laughs) you know, it's like, if you eat McDonald's, then you have no right. You know what I'm hey, saying? Like, why all the conspiracy niggas from New York have that voice? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I don't, and I don't even know what that connotes. You <laughs> know, you know, you sound like uh, my man from Living Color. <laughs> oh right, right, right. My man Damon Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They frustrated with all of the knowledge. Right. You know what I'm saying? That knowledge is is just the third eye is so strength, so fucking hard. Yeah, so strength from you know seeing so much. You know what I mean? So. But uh, it's a lot of that, like, come on. And it's 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 just really, like, you just really diminishing the real history on the books. Mm-hmm. And you really, and who are you doing it for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who are you serving by doing that? Right. You know? But, uh, you know, yeah. so we'll see. They, we'll they see tried where to you hit LeBron with, with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I asked him where he was at with it. He was like, well, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to my family. We're going to have a discussion. Then we'll know, but we, you know, right now we you know, we don't have a discussion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that means nah. It, but they tried That's, to make it into a whole thing, like he's not gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, damn, the motherfucker just ain't want to talk about it with you. Right, right. <laughs> now, did you see? Wait, ahead. hold on. But to that point, did you see the uh, clip of Wendy Williams and Doctor Oz? Hell no. Nah. What happened? <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that reaction. Uh, I forgot you. I forgot you. You're not a big Wendy fan. I mean, uh, I, I mean, where would I be watching Wendy? Or maybe you just don't rock with Oz. I don't know. But, you know what yeah, where would was, I be watching? That was a strong either. reaction. You know what I'm saying? That's day, like oh, daytime man. TV. You know what I'm saying? That's for like grandmas and shit. Like where, where, where? You oh, know, I don't, man. I don't know where I'm at during that time of day to be understanding hey. this information. Look, I've been in the house for a whole year. So anyway, oh. but I see this on the, on the internet. But I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I'm proudly a daytime cat. I, I watch the View. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like shit. I got some some That's... some grand. I got some grandma hits but, on the watch you, list. You do, they, yeah, you do. You do make grandma food. You you like you, yeah. you got that in you. you know I'm out mean? here. Yeah, I'm out here. I'm out here. Hey man. <laughs> uh, but uh, so there's a clip. I'll I'll put it up somewhere. I mean, look at that. I'll put it up. <laughs> Where we putting it? <laughs> If y'all ain't seen it, you'll see. Don't look for it. But uh, it's a clip of, you know, because I'm not even going to lie about that. I mean, we used to throw things on the Facebook page, but that's so oh. long ago. Oh, shit. Oh, man. We should, we should get back to that. But anyway, there's a clip of Wendy Williams and Dr. Oz, and they talking about the vaccine. And Dr. Oz says to Wendy, are you going to take it? And she says, I don't trust it. Right? It's like... Oh, well, you know, she said, nah, I'm not taking it. <laughs> like, you got to see it. She's like, nah, you know, Wendy with the eyes. She was like, nah. <laughs> like, nah, nigga, it's not going to happen. Dr. Oz looked so sad. <laughs> it was the funniest clip. You got to see the shit. It is hilarious, man. But, oh, uh, yeah, shit. I suggest y'all go ahead and Google Wendy Williams, Dr. Oz vaccine, and it will be there for you. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. So you and the vaccine, talk to me. Uh, me and the vaccine, I'm I'm not eligible to get the vaccine yet. Oh. So let's put that out there up front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the eligible turn. group yet. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I'm watching to see how these eligibles pan out. You know what I mean? Right, right. But again, you know, me, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I know we all going to end up having to take it somewhere or the other, whether it's by choice or force. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you going to do? The whole world going to be vaccinated and shit. And whatever monsters we become, we become them. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
But right. I'm not sold to be out there in the front row yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nah. I'm a I'm a slow adopter. I'm a ride and look and see. And then maybe we get herd immunity before I have to take it. Yeah. Or That's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe I end up taking it. You know what I mean? I ain't opposed or against. I'm just very cautious. Yeah, I'm very cautious. I, you know, I haven't taken a flu shot in a Me very long time. So I never I mean, took a I flu don't shot. Get the flu. Yeah, and I ain't never had. And I flu. hear that from doctors. Doctors have told me, "Nah, I don't fuck with that." Right. You know what I'm saying. So, so I'm like, well, listen. Yeah. I think I probably was way more opposed to the flu shot than I was to the vaccine. Because yeah, well, because the flu shot is is different than the va- the vaccine. Well, first of all, is a pandemic, right? So that's why you know. But go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. just saying. You know, they come out. Hey, you get the flu shot. I'm like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Nobody never needed a flu shot before. I've been living a long time. It's the same ass flu that is usually. Why right. nigga need a flu shot? I right. ain't even never right. had the fucking flu. So, fuck it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the pandemic had way a bigger story surrounding it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People dying. You know what I'm saying? People you know have died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could breathe it. It could get in you and you kill. You don't even you don't even see it coming. You can't even wear rubber to protect yourself from right. this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, oh, that's compelling. You know what I'm saying? Make you <laughs> said it's compelling, right? Damn. Make you pay attention. He <laughs> made like, it sound like good content. It was. <laughs> oh, that mean yeah, it was man. good content. The way they put it together, they made the whole right. world go home and sit the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, that's how great the 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 story was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was true, but hey, we all believed it, so it worked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm in New York. Silence. You know what I'm saying? The birds and the and the motherfucking squirrels have taken over the street. This is this is unprecedented. So yeah. you had to pay attention to it. So you know what I'm saying? I'm still paying attention. I'm not running head first into it because you know sometimes the story be fucked up. But right. in the end, but you don't know that until you're already fucked up. So you gotta hedge your bets. So I'm hedging my bets. I'm holding off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm watching. Once I become eligible, then this is become a real dis- discussion because right now I'm, you know, saw a theory because I ain't even eligible to get a fucking vaccine right now. Speaking of vaccine eligibility, I have never seen this many people leveraging obesity ever. Like it's a lot of people's like, well, I mean, you know, my BMI tell me I could go ahead and get the get the shot. You know what I mean? Like these are cats that ain't oh, never identified a certain type of way, but they like, well, you know what? Uh, I mean, on paper, you oh, know, they say shit. I'm at risk, so I might as well go in. Yeah, yeah but you know, look, man, if you at risk, don't don't be a hero. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not if you're not reluctant about it. The, Go ahead, save yourself. The only thing that 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 uh you know make you look twice about it is that rich people they they leveraging their whole richness to get it. So I was like, hmm, that story was yeah. very that that was a very compelling story to get them motherfuckers. They don't never be into shit, but they like shit. What you saw about like with rich people showing up in the hood and skipping no, no, the line? Rich, yeah, rich people trying to skip the line to get the vaccine. Right, right. Like you know, what I'm saying. Using their pull to get their way, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. So 
they in line. They trying to get it. They trying to get it before mm-hmm. y'all. Like, shit, get me first. Right, right, so, right. That's the only thing they like, huh. They yeah, running the scam on the whole world. Yeah, the whole thing is a little puzzling. I saw some, uh, these, these uh, they're about 35, 34-year-old women, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they dressed up like grandmothers, and they went to go get the vaccine. And they got their first round. They got the first shot. Mm-hmm. They came back for the second round. They got caught out there. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, there's a video of the guy shaming them, you know, talking about, look at you. What's wrong with you? You're taking it from someone else. Mm-hmm. If we if we should arrest you. You know, that type of thing. They mm-hmm. were white, so they didn't get arrested. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. So, it's a, you know, it's a thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a real thing, man. But, you know, we'll figure it out. The world's going to continue spinning, you know, whether we're going to be yeah. vaccinated zombies or we just continue and get back to regular life with the new um, operating system installed in us, then, hey, you know. Right, right. But say you don't get the vaccine and everybody on a new operating system and you're not compatible, then what happens then? Right, right. Yeah, well, they got to do some type of rollout for the new OS. They rolling you know? it out now. Because, you know, I, I guess it's, I guess you got, no, but you know, I'm always like this. You know what I mean? Not just with vaccines, but definitely with downloading new operating systems. <laughs> and typically, that's how I find out when I'm missing out. Like, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and it's like four black boxes in a row. And I'm like, right. well, why can I see any of these? Then I say, oh, okay, I'm behind. Right, and then right. I... I jump on the situation. Speaking of that, that's a good that's a good segue. I want to say operating systems. I don't know if this is an operating system. I don't think it's an operating system. More of a browser, but it's again under the umbrella of shaming. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I just I came across a tweet uh, about a week or two ago, <clears throat> and um, and I've seen this in the in the ether for a while prior to this tweet but the tweet Mm -hmm. to paraphrase was uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, Safari was their default browser and I've been looking at them different ever since (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh that hit me that hit me because I Safari is my default browser (laughs) and I was very I was very upset about that because I've heard the slander about Safari Uh uh-huh but I haven't really seen much evidence, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. Okay, if I'm thinking of browsers, there's Safari, which is the in the. I also saw somebody make the analogy, and I thought this was also defamatory too. Uh, they say Safari is for the people that buy a new iPhone and don't take the plastic off their screen. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. I didn't like the slander, but it was colorful. But I didn't like it. I didn't. It, it stung. But uh, why? Because you had Safari, or you didn't take the plastic off your screen? Well, maybe I might have done both in my life. I've definitely, I've definitely week four with the new iPhone, and I got a little lint under the under the plastic the around the ass. edges. Yeah, look, my screen looked like a scab. Nah, I've I've gotten away from that. I've gotten away from popping the collar, popping the tag. You know what I mean? Off my new shit. I've got I've exercised that portion of my my broke. But uh, Safari, it's 
it's in play. Like once you get your joint, it's like right. the default, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, boom, it get me on the internet. That's where I'm going. So I'm like, all right, well, there it is. You know what I'm saying? Unless <clears throat> there seems to be a problem. Like, you know, so then there's what? Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess maybe Firefox is still around. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, but like I, and it's weird because a lot of my reluctance is unfounded, right? <laughs> so, because I could say, no, because I could, because as I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at this, right? So, like, look, if we're talking about default uh, infrastructure, default tools, right? Mm-hmm. Safari's cool with me on my laptop, right? Or even on my iPhone or whatever, right? Uh, However, when I'm using a Maps program from when I'm driving, I think Apple Maps is terrible, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'll use Google Maps because I'm just used to it. I'll use that over Waze and all of that. I'm used to it. It is what it is, even though I know it's tracking you, right? Mm-hmm. But for that very reason, that's kind of why I don't use Google on my laptop because I feel like they selling your information. Obviously, they're selling your information everywhere and mm-hmm. they're tracking you everywhere. But for whatever reason, it doesn't feel as invasive, you know what I mean, when I'm using uh, Google Maps because I'm only going to a destination. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like on Google Chrome, I could be logging into my bank info. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, whatever I'm, do, whatever I'm doing, it's just a little bit more. Feels like it's a little bit more uh, exposed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But long story short, I have kind of. I don't know if it's just because I, I just saw that recently, or because you know me and Apple have been having our, our battles. But I have been noticing the Safari's been glitchy as of late. Long story short. What browser do you use? Are you one of these people that's laughing at Safari? Is there a reason for the browser you use? And what have you noticed in your experience browsing said internet? Well, I ain't even that type of person, you know what I'm saying, to even know or be feel some type of way about whatever browser I'm using. But I, I do use Safari and Chrome, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't allow Chrome to be my default, but... Mm-hmm. You sound like me right now. Keep but, going. But I do fuck with the Chrome. So, and then, you know, with my Microsoft Outlook, I use my my own business stuff on Safari. And then I use other people business on Chrome. So, if I log into my thorough email, it's going to be on Safari. Mm-hmm. When I log into my central app or any other shit, it's going to be on Chrome just to separate them and to keep them both logged in at the same damn time. <laughs> so mm. I utilize both just for convenience of myself, not because I think anyone is any better than the other because, like you said, all I'm trying to do is get on the motherfucking internet. I ain't, right. I mean, I'm not trying to, I don't know what else you could do with a fucking browser. What else you do with a browser? I don't know. I mean, they browsing. We browsing. But what's the distinction? Why do you do your own stuff on Safari, but then the other stuff on Chrome? Because that's just how it played out when I, you know what I'm saying? I was already logged into my own shit on Safari. So I just default and logged in on Chrome with the other shit. But Safari, like you said, it comes in the box. It works. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's you know the identity is familiar. You know what I'm saying? The graphics are a lot better and sleeker than on fucking Chrome. You know what I'm saying? Chrome is a little boxy and bulky. Mm-hmm. Safari has like nice edges in the design. So mm-hmm. it feels comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's already on my phone. It's already on you know I me. Mean? Like you said, you know, Apple Maps is terrible, but I'm not so keen on Google Maps either. It's just some shit. Waves mm-hmm. is supposed to be good, but the graphics is fucking elementary. They super busy too. It's a lot going right. on. Right. Like like they like you know what I'm saying? You know, it's too much. So yeah. I fuck with Safari and the Apple Map just cause it you know, the graphics look better. <laughs> Yo. That's really what's keeping Apple in the game. The design, the style, the aesthetic. That's it. That's the only, <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's the only thing. And they need a new competitor. They really do, because obviously PC ain't doing it. But um, that's the only thing. But I'm curious for the listeners, if you have a preference, let us know why. Because that's the thing about the tweet. It said that and it hit me, but it didn't really provide any reasoning for why you looking at this person different. Right. Like, but what is it that you feel about Safari that makes you feel so strongly about this person's character? <laughs> so I would like to know if you rock with Safari, if you Safari gang, let us know. If you, if you <laughs> over here, you know what I mean? If you over here go, in the Chrome, you know. That yeah. could go the wrong way because they might think Safari, Nicki Minaj, ex-boyfriend. From- that's what I as I said it, I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's back to um six nine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Certain names like, are loaded. You know what I'm saying? That nigga that nigga fucking sex tape hit the fucking internet and the girl's gonna be like, shit, nigga, I'm team safari. You say, Oh well, oh, man. ma'am, yeah, well, I wasn't no, talking you, about that. <laughs> no, but the I meant the real safari. The other safari, hey. not the real safari. Because the real safari. Speak. Uh, I got something about that too. But go ahead. What the true shit is. I never knew the nigga name. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for whatever reason, when I first saw it, I didn't register safari the way it was spelled. Yeah, so, it spelled different. Right. Yeah. So it always registers in my mind as Sarah Free. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. what old Sarah Fee doing today, talking about? You know what I'm saying? Right, see old Meat right. Mill about to fight Sarah Free out there. I was, <laughs> I'm like 100 years old with that, like grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grandpa yeah, with yeah. that shit. It's, it's a lot of them. It's like, what, Sweetie? Mm-hmm. Saweetie, the way it's spelled. It's right. like, is this Saweetie? Yeah. Man, I like Sweetie, s- though. Saw wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw wet. What's um, wet talk about? Right, right. Oh, shit. Speaking of uh, Safari, though, I seen a friend of mine posted this thing. Uh, it's basically, it's basically a, a meme talking about how white people in New Orleans are on Facebook strategizing how to survive the black neighborhoods they're gentrifying. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the way that they speak it about it, so they're going to say, so, peep, this is one of the first guys like, if we're going to gentrify, we have to take our chances. I think we're in a spike that hasn't peaked yet. Other cities are similarly trending. So no matter where gentrifiers are, the fun is just the beginning. And then uh, somebody you know, replies with, all major inner cities have crime and we are far from the worst. I was taught by someone long ago, always look people straight in the eyes and say a quick, how you doing? 
<laughs> when you walk past, humanize your situation. I love humanize your situation when you're dealing with humans. But uh, walk quickly with purpose, with your head held high, like you are confident. Also, pay attention to your surroundings. Don't be looking at your phone when you're walking or standing alone on the street. Avoid poorly lit areas and blah, blah, blah gets cut now, off. What's the what's is, the site? It's not a site. It's uh, I mean, it's it's on Facebook. Somebody tweeted it. They took a screenshot oh. of this conversation and kind of reported it to the people. Like, yo, <laughs> look at what's going on out here. It must be one of these little groups that got mm-hmm. infiltrated by the spook that sat by the the, the door. Right, right, right. And uh, it's something to look at. It's just, I mean, we know this is going on, but it's just so funny. Humanize the situation. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. Ah, shit, B. What's good, man? What's up with you? Ah, man, shit. Fresh off of All Star Weekend, Atlanta. Yeah, man. How was your experience, man? You was in the midst. I was no, I wasn't. I was in the lab, like with DJ Nabs. But I was in. uh, You know, we were doing that All Star project for the uh, TNT pregame show. Right. So I was kind of caught up in the mix, like in a um, in the actual mix of mixing that piece down, the color and then the sound. So okay, most of the weekend I was on that, so I wasn't out in the streets. I've been seeing that pop up on a few accounts. <clears throat> the uh, the video, the 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 new. Atlanta tourism situation. <laughs> you say tourism. You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome back to the A. Yeah, make you it make you want to go down there. Yeah, you know? definitely. That's that was the purpose of you know people getting to know that you know the mm. things that are going on because it's a city like no other. And I ain't even saying this as a sales pitch. It's just like you know when you realize the things that Atlanta has that's special. You realize that not a lot of other cities have that, not in America. Mm. So, you know, we should appreciate it while while we got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, man, it was it was packed out here. You know what I'm saying? The people was here. You know what I'm saying? Ag had the dome cracking and the goddamn Onyx, and mm-hmm. there's a lot going on around here. A lot of Rolls Royces. Yeah. I can imagine with uh, with imagine. with black occupants. Yeah, that that's the that is the uh, the twist. That's the old Atlanta twist. <laughs> luxury for the Negro. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah, that's the that is it right there, man. Hell, yeah, shit. man. But you know, it's good. It's oh, a good man. time to be a promoter. <laughs> I'm sure they getting it. Now, in. some could say you are part of the problem. <laughs> I'm a problem. The problem. I'm just saying this come to Atlanta propaganda out here and I see the the situation where we should be back at home. (laughs) (laughs) You out here super spreading. (laughs) It didn't say come to Atlanta. It said this is Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Come at your own risk. There you go. There it is. There it is. All right. All right. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, man. That shit look cool. Nah, that I am part of cool, the problem, man. though, because I damn sure is like, you know, saying, hey, man, this shit out here cracking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't say go to the club, but, you know, I feel you. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, 
man. So yeah, the video, the video, uh, the project turned out really well. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if anyone mm-hmm. saw it, but if you watched the, the NBA All Star pregame show from the beginning, because it 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 dropped like soon as the show started, right. damn near. So the show yeah. started at five. It was on at five thirteen. But if you okay. saw it, it was the one, you know, that was talking about Atlanta and all these things and had all these people in it. And, um, yeah. I mean, that was pretty dope, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you do these types of videos and they just get dropped on the internet, you know? Right. And then right. you don't know who the fuck seen it. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, the, the tree falling in the forest if nobody saw it. So, yeah, usually. Well, that's what. You know, go ahead. No, go ahead. Usually, go ahead. Keep going. Now, usually, you know what I'm saying, you do these things and, and you know, it, it drops on the internet and then it's, you know, whoever sees it whenever they see it. But when it's on network TV or cable TV, right? then there's a, a large group of people that see it at one time, which makes it a lot right. different. You know what I mean? Right. It impacts the the world mm-hmm. yeah nah I thought you know that's what <clears throat> I didn't see it on TV but I saw it on the net but what I thought was cool you know obviously I saw it on your account mm-hmm. and you know obviously you were part of the production team of that whole thing you were one of the creators so mm-hmm. that didn't make you know that that wasn't surprising but what made me surprised was there was a lot of there was a, a few people that were posting it you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and from my knowledge, they didn't really have much to do with the project outside of just their love for Atlanta, right. which which makes it really cool because, you know, one, it is a tourism piece still, right? And <laughs> you call it no, it, I mean, it, it is. No, I mean, it, it is. It's like, yo, welcome to Atlanta. This is about Atlanta. And these are people that I'm seeing that live in New York. And these people that I see living, you know, they don't live in Atlanta, but they promoting it. So it it resonated in a way of, because typically pieces like that don't really go out. You Like you said, it's either they're going to impact on the mm-hmm. television through an ad buy, mm-hmm. but, you know, and it's going to be amongst the people of that community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like going to California. You see in the I Love New York commercial. Right. Like, damn, they love New York out here. Or either they just love the content. Right. And I think it speaks to the content. they like, yo, okay, this shit got these people in it. And, it, you know, on another note, mm-hmm. back to what we just said, if we being honest, Atlanta, we've always said it, man. This is, this is, I mean, shit, it's the closest thing to Africa we got in the States is where the black, with some black luxury can mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as long as it's been going on, it's still... As you just said, right, you know, a couple minutes ago, it's still the feeling of, y'all better come down here while it's getting still good. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, a, which is crazy, but it's like, that's the, that's the you know, that's the allure. Yeah, you know? that's the allure, man. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you have a city that has a black administration and doing it, you know what I'm saying, they, they get drugged down in some type of conspiracy and, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like Kwame Kilpatrick from Detroit. And, you know, right. it don't get to have a long-lasting run that's smooth. I think right. Atlanta was out, out of the way for a long time. So they had these black administrations and they were just like a laid-back city. You know what I'm saying? Not in the way, not in nobody way. They weren't the the center of of industry of a certain thing mm-hmm. so they were just doing their own thing 
And then, you know, once the Olympics came, it was kind of like, oh, man, that city is doing its own thing. And then, you know, then it just so happens to be the administration is mostly black and it's such a black chocolate city. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get caught up in a Mary and Barry and shit like that. You know what I mean? So, so they got to ride under the radar for a good 35, 36 years. And then now that they hit the scene like they've hit the scene, they've been a successful black city. Not that, you know what I'm saying, not that the people ain't trying to take it over, but, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, they've been successful at doing a black city without a lot of controversy and shit. So, yeah. kudos to the whole place because it all worked together. It's like Martin, from Martin Luther King and Abernathy and, you know what I'm saying, all these guys mm-hmm. putting in the civil rights work, then... They, you know, forcing the system to fuck with some black people. It almost may have been federally sanctioned, but, you know, who am I? I don't know. Because, like, in Miami, I felt like the Cuban takeover was kind of federally sanctioned. Like, hey, here's the deal. Y'all can have Miami. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You know? Mm -hmm. Felt like somebody said, you know what? Y'all can have Atlanta. (laughs) Right. But... You right know. for now, yeah, right. for now. Yeah. But oh, so no. if you don't take care, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna come back and get it after you've made it prosperous and a big tourist destination. He's gonna say, "Look, people straight in the eyes and say a quick, hey, shouty," <laughs> 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 and they'll they, you humanize the situation. <laughs> they plotting that shit is in the Facebook group now. They living good down there. We gotta take that. Uh, oh shit. shit. They humanize the situation. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Salute, though. That's what's up, man. No, yeah, uh, appreciate it, man. Shout out to Will Packer. Shout out Monique Chenault, Gary Considine, you know what I'm saying, the team, mm-hmm. everybody, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, that put in the work. Shout out to Orlando McGee, who licensed all of the music for me. And all right. Nigga, I'm going to tell you, man, I've been a music supervisor. Yeah. So I know how difficult it is to get all of these sign offs. So by the time he got the official list of what needed to be licensed, it was a Friday. It was mm. last Friday. The show, it got to go on the air on Sunday, which means, you know, you got to get all this shit cleared before then. Mm. And Friday is the last day of the week. Niggas leave the office. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. My man got all them signatures, dog, before we hit the air, with the exception of maybe one, one mm. producer of one of the songs still hadn't signed off. But uh-huh. other than that, he was cleared, dog. And that's that's impossible. This motherfucker was calling presidents and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga was pulling strings. Yeah, man. So shout out Orlando to Orlando is is connected. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely yeah, man. Yeah, that's a that's a big look. That's a you know, that's a uh, <clears throat> that's finesse. Oh yeah, you know he definitely finessed yeah. that shit. Cause yeah, I was on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what we doing? Where we at? You know what I'm saying? I was that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Checking right, in, right, right. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Them shit started to flow in. I was like, oh shit. 
we actually might get this shit done. <laughs> you was on your client. Yeah. Hey, oh what's client. going on? Hey, hey, we hey, hey, just checking in. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. I, I was actually blowing the man phone up, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And them shit started coming in. It's like, you got to take, like, say, like a rec- record like Kryptonite. That shit right. got by like 10 writers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's all the rappers, the producers, who you know what I'm saying? Everybody get that credit. And it's like, that has the publishing credit. So it's like, every single one of them need to sign off. And it's yeah. Friday night. Yeah. It's Friday, man. Yeah. These niggas is chilling or doing. It's one producer. He was a co-producer on a big record that came out last year. I ain't going to shout his name out because, you know, that's yeah. inappropriate. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But a big record from last year. He had a 15% share in the in the publishing on this record. Yeah. It's Friday night. You know what I'm saying? We trying to we got every other signature for this particular song except for his. You know what I'm saying? Uh we looked him up on his motherfucking Instagram. He is really in Atlanta doing All Star Weekend. He in the he he partying. You know what I'm saying? He's in the fray. He's yeah. in the fray. We need his sign off on this motherfucking shit <laughs> for Sunday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. it was just weird to watch this guy go live on Instagram at the club on a fucking mm. Saturday. And we need his signature by tomorrow. And finally, we ended up um, reaching his attorney. And his attorney gave oh, the green okay. light. You know what I'm saying? So that was tentative okay. green light enough for us to move forward. Because it was like, okay. damn, like, so that's what you're dealing with. You're trying to get these signatures. Some of these people are in Europe. Some of these people represent samples who they're just the family, the estate of a well-known you know, songwriter that needs to sign off on this shit and get a thumbs up. And my man Orlando made that shit happen in 24 hours, which is like mind blowing. That's good. I thought you was going to say Orlando showed up to a section in a hazmat suit with a clipboard. <laughs> I thought that's what he said, but he just, just hit the lawyer. <laughs> he said, damn, he really went the extra mile. Nah, nah, nah. He go uh, that motherfucker far. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Oh, man. Yeah, no, nah, and it's, it, it means a lot. I was just, I worked on something recently where. You know, there we had a score, and we had to clear something. And similarly, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very. It was only one song, honestly. So that I guess it makes it even tougher because it's it's driving the whole thing. Right. We had especially couple, when you're counting on it, you got to have. Yeah, it. It, when it's part of the, it's part of the production. It's almost like another character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It sets the tone, and then you you know you got your your shit for if we can't clear it. And obviously, you're not really feeling it as much. So when that shit goes through, when it, when you get the clearance, when you get that sign off, it is a moment. So yeah, man, salute Orlando mm-hmm. McGee, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. That's fire. I know how that shit go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you miss that game at all? <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Stress because yeah. the thing is. Like, you know, everybody, he talking about, do I miss being a music supervisor? And I don't because it's a thankless job. You know what I'm saying? Music, all the music supervisors out there, they make 
these visuals hot with the, the sounds that they provide and all that shit, but it's not an easy gig and nobody appreciates it as much unless you're working on a musical and they already know coming into it that the music is everything. Right. So I don't miss it because if I was going to be a hardcore music supervisor that was on his shit, then I might as well have went to law school and been a lawyer because that's all the work you're doing. Most of the work of a music supervisor is clearing these songs, which means getting signatures on fucking contracts. And Mm -hmm. if that's what I was going to do, I should have went on ahead and been a lawyer and got paid more per hour for doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? You're negotiating terms for a big ass multi-billion dollar organization. And it's thankless, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. In the beginning, when you're independent, that shit is fun because you're choosing music, and then you just so happen to have to clear it. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, nigga, I only got ten dollars, so you in or you out? You know what I'm saying? So it's an easy right. decision for the people who you're talking to. It's not like, eh, let me think about it. It's like either hell nah or I right, I fucks with it. So, mm-hmm. right. so you know, that's when it's fun. But when you get to the like real studio system, and again, this just me. You got people who came into it in the era where music was more top of mind than when I came into it. Like you know, like after after like Entourage, that music right. supervisor killed it. He made it so that a lot of shows are looking at it like, oh, let's make sure that we have our music strategy. Right, because right. that can help sell it like it did on Entourage. Like everybody always waited on that last song that dropped during the credits for Entourage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it was always some yeah. out the box shit. You know what I'm saying? They yep. they killed that and they changed the game. Right, right. It's funny too because I was he was just talking about it. I think his name is Scott Venner. I'm almost positive, mm-hmm. and um, he does a uh, podcast with Pharrell. And mm-hmm. there was an episode with Issa Rae and mm-hmm. they were talking about, you know, cause Issa Rae has a lot of needle drops and all of that. Oh yeah. Issa Rae um, is a music first type of producer. Absolutely. And he was kind of showing her, they were both kind of, it was like mutual admiration. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, I could tell by watching what you do, that music is in the script. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That music is like top of mind. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was doing it, he was like, it wasn't an afterthought, but it was kind of like, hmm. all right, man, do your thing. Like, it's not, t- it's like he said, uh, I forget who the, Doug Allen, I believe mm-hmm. is the writer, the creator for Entourage. And he was like, you know, his whole thing was more about the jokes. As long mm-hmm. as these lines hit, da 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 da, here's the script. Do what you want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, where's it's like with, with Issa Rae, it's like Issa's in traffic and the song mm-hmm. comes on. You know what I mean? The song mm-hmm. is kind of baked into the script, so it's a little bit more, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's a character, mm-hmm. whereas his thing was more like the flourish at the end. You know what right, I mean? Right. And then, But to your point, and even she said it in, in True as Hell, that last, he was like, I lived for that. He was like, that was my favorite thing. He was like, all I all I wanted was them end credits, and I needed to make sure that that fucking 
that song at that end credits was Hard Body. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, he did. He killed it. Yeah, he you know killed that. I mean? He like killed that. that. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he was the first one in TV to send you to your Shazam before there yep. was a Shazam. It was like, before shit, was nigga, what Shazam. was that? So they had whole yeah. blogs dedicated to outlining the music in Entourage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like he was in a, in a position where, obviously, they gave him some leeway to have a budget to do that. Right. But... And, it, and from the outside looking in, it seemed like almost like that was in the script. But right. But when I was shit, I was on dog. That shit was an afterthought, a full afterthought, nigga. You got a whole movie, and then it's like, nigga, you got ten thousand dollars. Do what you do, <laughs> make it happen, make yeah. it happen. And it's funny because it's funny we even talking about music supervisor shit right now because I've been long gone from that shit, but. Um, a couple of days ago, Lindsay posted a friend of mine, friend of ours. She was my intern at Vibe. Posted mm-hmm. a screenshot of a movie that we did with with my name in the credits, with me and Akina's names in the credits. Yeah, Akina, I saw that. yeah, Akina was my partner in my music supervision shit because she had a lot of pull and connections from working at Vibe later. So, right. um, <clears throat> so she posted that. And was like, you know, funny watch seeing your mentor's name on the screen. And I was like, damn. In that particular movie, Motives, I felt like was my best work as a music supervisor. You really? Yeah. Why was that? Because of what we did with what we had to work. We might have had $8,000 to work with. Mm. And we got a lot of shit. Like Guapale's, uh Closer was in that yeah, shit sure. when it was like right before it was the shit. You know what I'm saying? They would come right. and they came to vibe to do I guess they was meeting with somebody in editorial, but they came in on the wrong floor. And I remember that. Yeah. After hours, and then I ended up kicking it with them and shit. And they gave me the CD and closer was on that shit. And then I put that shit in the movie. And that's then, another one of them people read their name wrong. I used to call it Goa Pele for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have too, but I met them. You know what I'm saying? Before I right, knew them, right. I met them. So I knew uh-huh. what it was. But then we had Jackie O from Miami. She had a song that was popping, at least in the Southeast, called Pussy. Uh-huh. Called Pussy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had that in there. Then Raphael Sadiq gave me two tracks for that wow. movie and I cut a I cut a crazy ass deal to get it done that I didn't know that I was gonna be able to fulfill you know right. what I'm saying cause wow. I, I was I sold ads at the vibes and and I you know what I'm saying I got cool with him on some other shit through his manager and um and then um I told him he was about to drop uh, Instant Vintage which is a classic right now to me at least he was yeah. about to drop Instant Vintage. They was looking for ways to promote. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Um, shit, I've got this movie. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, man, I always wanted to do movies and shit, which is interesting because he does all the Issa Rae shit on Insecure. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I always wanted to do that shit, da 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 whatever, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? We went in the studio. He pulled up a couple of songs, and then he gave me this song called Scream. And then he he did he had two versions of it. So one played at the beginning of the movie, one played at the end. And but I was like, my deal was was that I would be able to do an album release party for him at Vibe. 
and g- give him an ad page. <laughs> so, yeah. nigga, the album release party, I could that was easy. Right. The page was very complicated mathematics. I didn't know how I was yeah. going to get that done. And he gave me the song. Boom, we send the movie. Now it's time for me to do what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah. So boom. But got the the like the event part was easy. You know what I'm saying? So we ended up doing his album release at Joe's Pub. You know what I'm saying? He did a little performance. That shit was dope. You know what I mean? The ad. I wore that shit to the last second. I was trying. Like we had these things called. What they call them shits? Um, remnants. Remnants. We had remnants. That you know you could get for a discount mostly, and then yeah. there were these holes that ended up in the book sometimes where if you don't sell enough ads, there's a hole, and you could put like a PSA in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I played. I went all the way to the last day when we was about to ship, and I'm watching it. I'm monitoring it and shit. And I'm sweating bullets, and there was no remnants available. One. And then who was going to pay for it? Not me. I didn't have it to pay for it, so shit. And at the last second, nigga, there was a hole that they were going to fill with a PSA. And I was like, hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 I got a client. They've been a good client. We need, we could we could use that hole. If you're going to put something there, put this there. Right. And they did that shit. And I was like, oh, Lot buzzer beater, yeah. So, buzzer beater. So, with all that attached to that particular movie, I felt like that was like my best work because we got it all done. Raphael Sadiq, Guapale, Jackie O, and whole some other, a few other sneak hitters with eight thousand dollars and a bunch of promises. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's wild, man. That used to be that was that was uh that was like uh I used to work in that area. That was my first gig at Vibe, Vibe and Spin, ad services doing mm-hmm. that. I remember I had to go around with the map, you know, after Maria and Jimmy. Really Maria, but shout out Maria Raha, Jimmy Sale, but they used to uh you know, move the the ads around, you know, do the competitive separation and mm-hmm. lay the magazine out. And then this was back before, you know, PDFs and everything were a big deal. So I had to go make copies of the <laughs> map for every sales rep. But that's how that's kind of how I got to know everybody in the game, like on the sales side, because I would mm-hmm. come through and deliver those maps and those shits would get updated throughout the day, and it would be like it was like you was delivering the papers. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And you know, you gotta like, make oh, you sure got the your, new map. your ads yeah. that you sold are in the mm-hmm. right spots or in the good spots. You know, right, right. So yeah, coming through with that layout, yeah, man. That's a <laughs> that's one of them things, man. One of those old school, you know, one of the memories and shit, man. Yeah. That was that was a time. Let me ask you this though. Um, and then I guess we'll move on. But uh, how much of that, you know, you're talking about, you know, squeezing a lot out of a little, mm-hmm. uh, getting things in last minute, mm-hmm. uh, you know, negotiating with artists and everything like that. If you had to put a percentage on it, 
how much of that music supervision role is rooted or um, helped by relationships? Man, that's that's all you got. That's all you got is relationships. If you uh-huh. don't have no relationships, you can't get that shit done. Like you will be, you'll you'll definitely be burning your budget and and not getting the hottest shit you can get if you don't have relationships. Right. It's all it's that that job is is fifty percent relationships and fifty percent administrative paperwork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah. rest of it, you know, especially when you get big in the industry, like like say you working on a shit with a big director, that director mm-hmm. is gonna tell you exactly what songs he want for each scene. I want this, I want that, I want that. That means you don't have no creative latitude to do shit except for go get that paperwork signed. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the only way you're gonna get that paperwork signed is relationships. So mm. so forty five percent relationships. 10% motherfucking creativity per se. And mm-hmm. then the rest is administrative paperwork, lawyer work. Got it. Because that's who you're mostly dealing with. Their represent. You're only dealing with the artist. You're dealing with their representation. So it's like, nigga, you, you got to know all the law shit just like they know. So that's why I was like, I might as well have went to law school and shit. Because shit. This is yeah. all I'm doing. Right, right. So if anybody out there trying to be a music supervisor, this is what I would suggest. If you're creative, if you're the creative person, find your administrative person and partner up with them. And then you got it all covered. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. If you're an administrative person, find your creative person. You know what I mean? Actually, administrative person may not even need a creative person. They could just do it. It might not be as cool, but they could get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if they just love administration stuff, that right. that's their creativity, right? Because you you you're a superstar if you could just get the contract signed, because that's the main right. part of the shit. Now let me ask you this: Do you not think like I know you said if you get bigger in the business, mm-hmm. right, and you start working with these big dog directors or whatever producers, mm-hmm. you don't think you maintain a little bit of latitude? You don't think the fact that you big in the business, people want to fuck with you because of your ear? Like, how much of that? Or do you think it's just, we just, look, I'm gonna, yes. these are the records that I want. I don't really want to hear what you got to say. What, what do you think the, uh, Listen, the balance I, is? I, I, I don't, I can't speak from that side of the experience. Speculating? You know yeah, that's a speculation. Um, I didn't get that far to give you a, be able to have a good gauge because, listen, man, it's like this. <laughs> you know, you could be the greatest music supervisor in the world, man. And and on some, if you become and you have that name and, and a production feels like they need that for their production, I want that entourage feel, I want that this feel, whatever, right. then you've done that. But that's a few couple of cats, you know what I'm saying? who are able to distinguish themselves like that. Everybody else, you just licensing music, really, and putting your creative spin on it. But what I learned was, I, I say I came in the game with guys who were just making it happen. Like, it was no rules. And it's like somebody asked you, you know, what would you choose to do 
in this in this movie thing if you had the choice and you're like I'm a music supervisor and you're just dumb and don't know shit and then you're like okay you're a music supervisor then you get in the shit and realize that that shit at the time it didn't even have it didn't have no union attached to it nobody protected your rights your pay whatever so it's like music is the last thing people think about in the budget and then it's like all right whatever's left make it happen you know what I'm saying when you could have really said with your skill set and the things that you do, you could have been like, hey, I want to be a, an associate producer. Because there's people that, that you know, come to a, like that get involved in a, in a movie project just by being able to bring certain talent to the table. And just like, you know, how I brought Chris Brown to Stomp the Yard and Neo to Stomp the Yard and you know things like that like you you could have said hey i want to be an associate producer cuz i'm bringing these assets to the table and then you be on a different track you know what i mean but then when you we get stuck in a certain track you realize that that position is very low on the totem pole to the point where on the movie on say on on, on stomp the yard the playback guy who is a union position. He's an older guy. He was the only guy in Georgia that did what he did in the union. So that's the only guy you can hire on a union project. Mm. This guy comes in. He has the music that you've selected for this scene. Loaded up in his computer. And when they say action, play the music back in the music scenes, he presses the button. And he's called a playback guy. His position is playback. Mm-hmm. So, so if you got like somebody singing, like Billie Holiday singing a song, when they say action, somebody that has to play the song that the actor is going to sing to. And that person is called a playback. When I realized that the playback guy was going to make way more money than me, it fucked <laughs> me up. The DJ. It's yeah. not even a deep nigga. He had to play what I what I put in his system. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? He pressed the button. And I'm responsible for, for this guy. If he fucks up, it's on me. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That guy made more money than me because he was in the union. My shit was a flat rate. As long as they had him on the set, his shit was clicking by the hour. I was like, damn. And I was going to work on this project not from the time we're shooting it and I'm done is when we shooting it and all the way until every single song is licensed and signed off on, which is down there to when the movie about to come out. So you on this shit for over a, a year and some change. He on this shit for whenever days he show up and he getting paid more than you. I realized that I had fucked up. I'm in the wrong position. <laughs> <laughs> oh man for real <laughs> shout out to the playback guy the lone oh, he was, playback he was a nice guy, guy Jim Hawkins Jim Hawkins he was a lovely oh. guy that's what's up shout out to young Jim Hawkins getting paid <laughs> you know what I mean oh <laughs> uh, shit speaking of Jim Hawkins I wonder did Jim Hawkins work on coming to America did you know. see coming to America Listen, man, I would love to have said I've seen it, and I told you that I was going to see it, but 
I just told you about them licensing and all that shit. Me pressuring Orlando prevented me from right. being able to watch a motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? My first day off was yesterday. And it oh, was, man. So you ahead. ain't see Snowfall either? Nah, I saw Snowfall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's hilarious. All right, well, look. We'll, we'll get it to coming to America <laughs> next week. <laughs> I like the priority. Oh, man. Well, shit. I ain't mad at it. Let's, let's talk about it before oh, we get out of here because you know the streets like to hear us recap. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Definitely. The episodes. So, uh, what did you think? Okay. Um, sis, snowfall this week. Now, what happened this week? It was a lot. I had to rewatch it just just off the strength of this. Uh, I know Scully mad as fuck. Um, yeah, but we ain't seen much Scully in this one. Nah, this nah, nah, this nah, episode, nah. this episode was um, Oso and Reed. Mm-hmm. Oso had to get his revenge. Right, right, right. You know right. I mean, he had mm-hmm. to avenge his his people. Uh, this was a, a heavy, strong, sissy episode. You know what I mean? Speaking of getting deals done. Mm-hmm. And stressing people to get deals done. Oh, right, 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 right. She it met with the politician that. and shit. She, she met with the politician. She also caught a, um, she had a bit of a shakedown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even after all of that, she she pulled Franklin close and said, listen, right. I need you to get that deal with Davis done. Right. Don't she worry about what G. happened to me. Yeah, yeah she she's tough G as nails. Here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and that's the interesting part about Snowfall because it takes mm-hmm. you to an era when nobody knew shit. You know what I'm saying? All they knew was this shit is making a lot of money. Niggas weren't going to jail for it yet. You know what I mean? It was just like a free, open market economy of crack. And mothers... Mm-hmm. You know, they were conflicted. You had church mothers go to church, come home like, I don't want no parts of this shit. But then once you really start getting a part of this shit and it started to become something totally beyond your whole imagination, like your 20-year-old son is a multimillionaire making shit happen, that shit is, is alluring. And I feel like Sissy is... As Jerome has stated, that they have been, you know what I'm saying? They weren't innocent. They, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't no innocent woman in this thing. But now she's starting to say, you know what? This is how it can affect my dreams. And she's asserting herself in the game like a real G because it affects her dreams. Yeah. Yeah. She got she to gotta leverage it. Got to make her mm-hmm. shit happen, too. Especially if you're going to have me all in the mix like this. Talk about we need to relocate. Nah, we got to mm-hmm. make some deals. Like, yeah. listen, nigga, I, I need my shit popping. Nah. Come on. I've been this I've been this real, this real estate game for 17 years. This shit got to amount to something. Right. But so, see, that's uh, what he tried to tell her in the beginning. She was reluctant. Right. Right, 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 right. But I guess, you know, after a while, take a minute. But, uh. Mm-hmm. Shit starts to turn over, so you know they had to uh, shut down the black bookstore. Which ah, oh, I mean, see Franklin, man. Franklin. I think they setting up his fall, and it's yeah, sad. He bugging because he, he, he doing to, yeah, uh, he doing a lot of wrong shit, man. Yeah, 
damn, he done threw the whole black bookstore people who was, you know what I'm saying, his community ear. Yeah. Getting them that up made me that, that made me think of Essawan Books out in uh, Lamert Park. Because that's where that bookstore was, a black bookstore in Lamert Park. Mm. And um uh, mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite bookstores. I remember that was, for, I think I meant, I've been there the first time I ever went to LA. I was like, yo, this is a, a big ass black book. This shit is popping. Like they got some shit going on. So I, that definitely shout out to them. That's a hell of a bookstore. If you out yeah. there, if you ever know. Yeah. The Merc Park has, is definitely on that shit. I've never been out there. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I, um, I've definitely heard about it. We were shooting a lot of shit when we was doing van. Lathan, when we was doing his van on the streets, we shot an episode out in Lamert Park off the recommendation of the brothers who was saying how, you know what I'm saying, how cool it was there and the knowledge and the blacks and the people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, 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 I want to experience it once to, you know, once I get my vaccination. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a real, real black Los Angeles hub. Feels good. Feels good. It's a good look. Um, but yeah, so so Frank did them dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was terrible. That was sad, dirty. man. That was sad. Yeah. He like he just ain't got it. He ain't got no motherfucking conscience no more about that shit. Nah, he he's 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 in a weird place. I think he's still rusty. I think he's scrambling, you know what I mean? Like uh, you know, he tried to put the hammer down on Nick's and Nick's he upped the ante. By taking his mom's hostage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was that was a bold move. So we're gonna see what that's going what's that gonna turn into. That was kind of crazy. Um mm-hmm. I like the uh I like Oso and Reed getting it in. <laughs> they had a nice little they had a nice little uh you know, little 18 moment, you know, mm-hmm. where they ran up in the spot getting it, you know. Getting it shaking with the with the bulletproof vest on, and you got to see Reed is nice with that with them pistols, mm-hmm. and uh, that that his gunplay is something special. That was cool. Um, I'm curious. Um, there was that one scene. And I always feel like everything is deliberate. I'm curious. There was that one scene with Wanda getting high with the other two crackheads. And then her tooth pop out, like she pull a tooth mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. and then she she's that, like that's looks that in moment the mirror. Of truth. Yeah, that's that. That seems I seen a meme where they had a photo of her. They said the real Wanda Vision. <laughs> I thought that was funny, <laughs> but like seeing herself, she's looking in the mirror at herself with a tooth in her hand, cracked out. Is this the pivot? Is she about to turn her life around? I'm curious to see that. Mm. And then the last thing that I peeped. Um, an analogy, I feel like that news reporter is kind of fiended out too. Like as far as this story, as far as these leads, because mm-hmm. she's working with this other cat and it was like the, it was like a junkie kind of conversation They're in the car and he like, yo, this is what I got for you. And she's like, I bet, but can you get some more? He's like, look. This is where I'm gonna have to leave you, Ma. Like I, I know you going all in, but I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take it easy. I wish you well. It felt <laughs> like a fiend moment. It felt like yo, yo, yo. I need this. I need. He's like, listen, do you? But I gotta shake off. Mm. Um, I ain't look at yeah, it like man. that. But now that you say it, for real. 
Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, it felt like that. You know, obviously, I, I did a rewatch, so I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? I'm on it. Because last week, I was I was kind of foggy with it. I'm like, ah, oh, right, right, I forgot that scene. So I seen right. it again. Right, I but it. one of the things that was bugged out to me was Mel, who looks like, you know, she's pulled herself together in a very... I don't know what what to call it, like you know what I'm saying. Like a she she she's look like she's off the drugs, but like she's very subdued with it. You know what I'm saying, which is interesting. And like you know, I'm I'm wondering how they're playing that because we don't really know yet. Right. But like you know, like what's this recovery? You know what I'm saying. Super, uh, very over here with it, uh, and. With all that trauma she got, it's like she's very subdued, like almost medicated. Right. Like I'm not sure what's going on with that. Right. Well, that was a, that was episode one, right? She wasn't in this last episode, was she? Uh, no, I, no. Didn't they? Time. The reporter went to go see her, didn't she? That was the first episode. That was one of the first two episodes when they went out to go to the crib where she was staying with, I guess, her aunt or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Oh, so that one yeah, is new yeah, one. Yeah. No, 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 no. That it's was. That it was still it. stood out. I ain't talk about it last week, so it stood out. Yeah, well, there you go. So it's, it's all good because I'm like, nigga, yeah. shit, nigga, shit. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious what's gonna happen with Mel. I think Mel still want revenge. Yeah, I Mel think, still I, got. I think a, she's still, yeah. one in the chamber. Yeah, I think she got a. She might have to. You know, I'm still. I don't. It's still. It's starting to feel far fetched. But no, I definitely put the theory out that one of them parents is gonna catch one. And I'm still thinking it might be the father, and I would not be surprised if Mel is behind that. If she, if she can't kill Franklin, you know, she still got to avenge her father's death. And if her pops is in the mix like he is, Mel might creep up on him. You know what I mean? Sober and shooting. Sober. <laughs> so we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see. She ain't on the pipe no more. She got mm-hmm. the pipe, though. Hmm. Mm. Oh man, what else? What else? any speculation? Anything else you? Um, nah, I, I, I ain't trying to get too far ahead. I'm, I want to ride along with it because I don't want to mm-hmm. feel like you know what I'm saying. Ah, this shit falling off since John Singleton, you know what I'm saying, right. passed away. So I, I, I try to let them roll it out for me. You know what I'm saying. I don't want to get too far ahead with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear you. I'm enjoying it. It's gonna be good. It's going to be good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before you get out of here? How you feeling? Nah, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. You know what I'm saying? I was going to talk about some negative shit, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for next week. Nah, I'll be <laughs> over it by then. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was going to say it, it was going to be right. Now, but I'm feeling petty. Uh, shit. Now that we done talked about all this good old shit, yes, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> I had a good conversation. They don't need to bring up no negative shit happened to me during the week. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's some listener right now listening. Like, come on, Ali, let me hear that shit. <laughs> Fuck it, I need to hear this negativity. <laughs> you gonna get it? You gonna get a, a DM? Right, hey, yo, right, man, right. What was that negative shit? They got needed to hear that. Shit, man, we need oh, that. Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, oh, All right, man. what shit? 
Let's get up out of here then, right, man. man. Uh, transform and roll out. Uh, until next week, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Yeah, yo.